And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It is Zach here, as always, joined by my best friend, Alex. Hello, Alex. Hello, Zach. Hello, hello. Today is a, it's a pretty, I'd say it's a special episode. We don't have any special guests, but. We do have a VIP on the podcast, though. A VIP <laughs> of Toyota Racing. I, I alluded to um, that I was getting a very cool opportunity at Richmond Raceway this past weekend, because, of course, the NASCAR Cup Series was at Richmond Um that's the only motorsports we have to cover this weekend. Yeah. But we have a lot to talk about, or at least I have a lot to talk about in terms of my yeah, experience. Where do I start? So I, and I asked you guys some questions about like my specific experience. Never mind. We'll get to that in a minute. So well, let me just start. I just want to say first that you told me about this opportunity, like what, two, three weeks ago? Yes. And you didn't really know what was going to come about it. And you didn't know, like, first of all, this is going to happen. Yeah. Um, how about you start with how this sort of happened? I, I'm going to start with, like, how, like, what yeah. the story is behind. Um, like, it's been so fun for me to just kind of listen in and how yeah. the whole process happened. So, so the basic, I was the plus one. So the guest of the grand marshal, one of the grand marshals of the race. Um, her name is Julie, Julie Crowder. Um, her and the assistant principal from William Fox Elementary in Richmond, Virginia. Um, that elementary school experienced a fire right the day, the weekend before Valentine's Day. They experienced a fire. It burned the school down. Um, so it, it's been really hard on that community. And I heard about it as soon as it happened because it's very close to the college I go to. Um, and I study in art education. So we're very close with like the schools nearby because we use those schools to get experience for us student teachers and stuff. So I heard about it and it broke my heart when I first heard about it because I've worked in schools and I know how important a school community is to everybody involved. So um, now why am I, so she was selected by, as the grand marshal um, by Toyota. Toyota also um, did a few other gestures for, for her um, in the school community by, um, what's it called? By donating a lump sum of money, $30,000 um, for yep. kind of the recovery fund for the school. Um, and that's, that's just amazing by Toyota. Obviously, also having them be VIP guests and the Grand Marshals for yesterday's Toyota Owners 400. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of anything else before I talk about how I got involved in this. Um, they they had a wall of hope, which was like a big painting, um, a paint by numbers, basically. So like each number had a specific color that you painted with um, and that mm -hmm. everyone like in the midway, like outside the track could like participate in, um, all weekend. Um, it was really oh, cool. coming. Yeah. I, it was really fun. I've never painted a NASCAR race before until yesterday. Um, that yeah. was so cool. You're world collided there. Yeah. And you know, um, Julie, Julie got interviewed. Um, I'm trying to, I gotta, I don't remember. Um, never mind. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it was, 
it, that that painting was really cool um it's a painting of like the school um mm-hmm. and it's going to be donated to um the school and they're going to hang it up but it's it's that's really awesome. cool that's a gesture by toyota um and yeah i mean in toyota they they were kind of responsible for that whole experience um and i'll thank them in a minute just for for it so yeah i um so julie crowder and latanya oliver the grand marshals for the toyota owners 400 julie um is actually really good friends with one of my professors at vcu and julie was looking for a plus one as her guest to go to the nascar race with her um and my professor i make it i make it kind of known that i like motorsports like it is uh, it's one of my passions i tell people that i like motorsports um right and my professor was like i have the perfect person for you someone one of my students <laughs> who loves nascar so i am now the guest of the grand marshal for a race at richmond raceway so crazy i mean and i didn't honestly I don't think I knew what that was going to entail and what that really meant until yesterday. If you recall, Zach, you found out about this after we had recorded an episode a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and you and I were on call for like an hour speculating, like, what does this mean? (laughs) I didn't, I mean, we we were just trying to figure out what you were about to do. Like, it was so crazy. I and you know I I can get overwhelmed very easily easily with thoughts and I knew at least like we're gonna be very special guests of Toyota we're gonna be in the suite we're gonna you know get to do cool stuff like that but then some of the other stuff that we did I had no idea right no idea I mean I'm I just had yesterday the most access anybody can get you had and, crazy access <laughs> and i might never get that again never say never i mean i have a long life to live i intend to be following motorsports for the rest of my life but that wow i mean i'm i honestly like every time someone asks me how was your day i i didn't know what to tell them i'm having right. maybe the best day of my life like <laughs> i have a loaded question yeah. It's such a like I'm just I was just speechless and the I tried to make a video when I got in my car and I put I did put it on Twitter just to try to get some of those thoughts out because again I was just so overwhelmed and uh, I still feel like I mean we're going we're doing this podcast today I feel like I have so much to talk about I experienced so much yesterday right um, so I guess so yes the, so that's how I got involved. That's how I got chosen. And I just, I'm so thankful for Julie, Julie, for choosing me. I'm so thankful for this opportunity. I'm thankful that Toyota gave us this opportunity. I'm so thankful. Um, and I want to, I just want to say this first. I'm so thankful Toyota chose to give back to a school community. I'm thankful that um, Toyota chose educators, educators to be um, special VIP guests and to have special honors at this race because that's awesome. Educators are some of the hardest working people in this country and they are not compensated enough. As I right. I'm I'm getting into this career, the more I get into this career, I'm on the doorstep of being a full-time teacher um officially. 
and girl <laughs> we are the we are some like we are some of the most hard-worked underpaid people there's other jobs of course that are like that but teachers right. dude everyone knows a teacher right thank them toyota yep. thank you so much um that's that's just my initial thanks but let's let's talk about my day let's just talk about my let's day. talk about your day there's I, a lot to talk about you and i you and i were texting for like what two hours last night when i got home i mean i didn't know it was like i almost needed a reception i felt like i needed yeah. a reception from like a wedding like right it felt very somber almost like getting in my car and like going home it felt very weird um but so we get to the track we have to get to the track at 10 30 because julie she has um she's gonna be she was interviewed by someone from fox i don't know if it aired on race day or anything or if it's gonna air like like i'm not sure where it's gonna air if it did air somewhere already i didn't watch race day so i don't know someone would have to confirm that yeah i have no idea um um, it might also just end up on NASCAR's website or something. Again, I don't know. But they were um, interviewed by the Wall of Hope, which again was that painting I was talking about earlier. Um, and we got some. We did. We did some photo ops. Um, we. Um, I. They. They did photo ops again. I was just her guest. I was just kind of chilling. Um, you were in the background, looking lost behind them. I wasn't the looking. I wasn't lost. I was just looking lost. Um, and then I was actually painting, which was fun. I, there was a. There were kids there too yeah this is really fun um because I, I i am a teacher i love kids i i love talking to kids like oh my gosh right. i the vibes are amazing um but yeah i so yeah we do that until 12 o'clock or actually and we explore around the midway because i i've been to richmond before but um julie and latanya they had never been to um well, Latanya went as a little girl, but they never been to a NASCAR race before. They've never experienced all that there was to experience. Um, they tried they out the whole experience, right? And like just the midway. I mean, starting off the midway was perfect because like everyone can access the midway. But even then, it's just like right. as a first time fan, you're just like, wow, like this is a lot. The Toyota simulators killed me because it was just um Gran Turismo Seven at an oval track and Toyota Supras at a fantasy oval track that killed me i was expecting eye racing um <laughs> i'm not talking trash i'm just i'm just <laughs> i just God. thought it was hilarious um because i'm like girl i could download that on my computer <laughs> anyways um no and then they they walked around and saw all their stuff but then we headed to the track we went to the suites because they opened at noon we got settled mm -hmm. we had lunch because we had a bunch of stuff to do in the infield. Um, so we had lunch. So the sweets. So let's talk about the sweets. Um, catered right. food number one. Girl, that's, mm, it was good. It was so good. It was so good. I don't even know what I had. It just looked good. I didn't. I didn't. I, you don't I, even I, know what you ate. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't sure. What it was like potatoes and vegetables and like um some meat like okay. steak. Either steak. Girl, I don't know though. I I just it was That's so, so good. funny, so good. Um, I didn't know how to act, and the people. Oh, and I have to say, oh, this will be a very this will be a theme. All the people from Toyota and all the people from NASCAR that took care of us were amazing. 
they were so nice um that good obviously they have their jobs because they're good at it um right and the suite was very nice there was a bar um i i, I didn't drink too much but i had i, I had a few drinks um mm-hmm. and there was yeah there was food um there was um the seats were the seats were okay there was where well, i got free cups i got a koozie i got a free program i got um this little where is it i got this hand sanitizer with toyota racing on it it's so cute <laughs> that's cute i got a little nice. peppermint tin with toyota racing on it it's you got so the seat cute. cushion oh shit i got the seat cushion i got the seat cushion i got um and then don't even i let's not forget my sexy my sexy red polo I oh mean, yeah, I have it right here for Alex. That's on the the Zoom call with me. You were this, rocking that thing. I mean, oh my god, this is like I feel like an F one driver when I wear this. Like, dude, yeah, this is nice. This is nice. They don't this material, girl. Uh-huh. It's like I love that. I don't know if I'm ever gonna wear it again because it's like, where do I wear that? You know, right. it's so special. Um, Just wear it to the next NASCAR race you go to. People will think you work for Toyota. <laughs> well, I, I wore khakis yesterday too. Uh-huh. So like, I don't, I felt very professional looking. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Which like, I wish that gave me more confidence, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, so near like one, oh yeah, one o'clock, Denny Hamlin comes to our suite. Um, does a quick Q and A. Talks about kind of um, some stuff. Like they, t- he talked a lot about how they sucked at Phoenix and like what they've been working on to like get better at Richmond. But basically, he also, he talked about like, oh, that's interesting. Well, because we sucked at Phoenix, we don't really have much to go off of for Richmond. Then really? JGR runs like in, in the top ten all day, so that that was really right. funny. And then of course, that's Denny really goes on to win the race. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, Denny, um, did you get to ask him any questions? I had the opportunity to, but I didn't have any good ones. Um, Julie, oh, okay. um, the art teacher from the elementary school, I forgot to mention she was an art teacher. Um, and I'm also an art teacher. Um, but she, um, she asked how important education was to, um, I, I don't know if it was like specifically his racing career or to a racing career. And then Denny had a great answer. He was like, well, I mean, education matters so much. I mean, I tell my girls who are, you know, four and nine right now, like, you know, good grades are going to help you because jobs look for, you know, it's just, it's going to make you more successful. Jobs want to yeah. see your grades. Um, Denny talks about, you oh, know, man. they look for people, you know, when they're setting apart mm-hmm. different people to hire grades or something they yeah. look at and just educational um, success and experience. Um and also that it's not just about hiring people that work on race cars. You're looking for people that are into every single thing that goes into a race team. So right, education right. is so important, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And I, I thought that was an awesome answer. Um, Better than what I could have I come mean, up with. Like all the engineers, they had to get a big degree to be able to get where they are. Mm-hmm. And there's probably what, hundreds of thousands of engineers in NASCAR. Let and alone just think about all the, all the staff that are a part of just like the race team outside of the car. Like just think a bit of like marketing, right? Merchandise, yeah. um, social media. Um, the, you know, they're just, there's so the, much that can go into a race too. Team. Yeah, like there's exactly. so much. So 
that was a great answer from Denny. And then um, cool. he took a picture of us in front of a backdrop um, with a, of us. Sorry. We all got to take a picture with Denny. I was taken by a professional photographer. They're supposed to email the photos to us. I haven't gotten it yet, but um, hopefully I get it. If I cannot for, wait to see that picture. <laughs> I, I, and my hair looked I like, so I look, I look so good. My, I checked my hair beforehand. I look great. Cause my hair sure. was getting kind of wild by the end of the day. Cause I have curly hair yeah. and it was, you know, whatever, but that was great. Um, and then we go down to the track. We go down to the infield. We go in the fan grounds tunnel. We go, um, we go to the garage and then we get this new guy. I forgot what his name was. Um, he worked for Toyota. He had an Australian accent. He was really cool. Oh, love that. Um, <laughs> and he was basically giving us like a kind of a tour of the garage. And he was um, explaining to us kind of some of the more intricate things about like the NASCAR experience. It was stuff that I already knew, but they were just like, you know, they, as not being NASCAR fans, they were just like, whoa, you know, right. like they explained like, um, what did they explain? They, they explained like the weekend structure and like the truck and Xfinity series. And, you know, it, it, most of it was stuff I knew. So I kind of checked out and I started like observing around me because I was never like on that side of the garage. It was like between the right. garage and the haulers. Cause I don't think, I think if you have an infield pass, you normally can't access that, I, I believe. I'm not sure. Um, I think so. So that was really cool. I started seeing, like, I saw Austin Sendrick and Justin Haley casually walk by, and I was like, girl. girl. I, that was, like, when that was the first. Those, those were my first driver spottings. And we've talked about it before. I hate meeting drivers in terms of like I hate how nervous I get I hate how I feel like a nuisance I hate I hate being a fan because I feel so lame in the moment and I feel like hey can I get a blah 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 I feel like I'm asking them for something and with Justin and Austin I didn't ask them for anything I just watched them walk by and I was "Mm, that was my opportunity um yeah so then after the little garage tour goes to the most incredible part of the whole experience they take and they give us these wristbands um and they have the 1948 on them so nascar was founded in 1948 and apparently that's the name of kind of like the little um reception meeting um it was explained to Mm -hmm. me and we also got picked up by someone that works for nascar this nice lady she um what's it called (sighs) sorry i've been talking so much she what's it called my brain is shutting down oh yeah okay so when covid happened obviously Mm -hmm. and they started racing again instead of having a driver's meeting they had the meeting virtually um right which made sense so as the track opened back up and stuff opened back up they have kept the competition meeting virtually where they talk about all the rules and stuff but to keep that experience of being in the same room with the drivers, they have something called the 1948, which is basically like a little VIP club where the drivers hang out for a little bit. And then um, there's like a little program. Um, they had someone from NASCAR talk about like, kind of like, we've had a really good season so far. The race at Coda last week was great. Um, this is mm-hmm. the last race for our track president at Richmond Raceway. So then Dennis got up and talked a little bit um and talked about like the special guests introduced the grand marshals the honorary starter um that's blah so blah, cool. blah and so in this room 
before the program even started, I'm chilling there. I got, I got, I, I got a drink. Um, and I see drivers start coming in. And basically at a point, every driver was in there, in that room. And it's not the biggest room. I'd say it's about that the size crazy. of like, I'd say it's about the size of like a rec room, like, a, like, in a, like a. Yeah, you, right. you tweeted a video out of this room. It's not that big at all. I would be so overwhelmed. <laughs> like I could only imagine. How you I was very it. starstruck. I see Austin Dillon was the first one I saw. And I'm just like, girl. No, I saw like Joe Gibbs there too. I saw Joe Gibbs just chilling. I was like, dude, <laughs> I saw Joe Gibbs a lot yesterday, actually. Um, I was oh, very funny. close to him um, in Victor Elaine. But, and so, yeah. And at this point, this was the most incredible experience. I'm just like, I can basically approach and talk to any driver I want to. Yep. They're all there. They're all VIP. And I will say, I regret not taking pictures with more drivers. I will say that right now. I've been feeling guilt about it because it's like, I might never get that opportunity again. But at the same time, that only makes a difference to me. The fact that I had that experience, the fact that I will remember that experience is enough, um, even though I do like pictures. I did, however, get a picture with one of my favorite drivers. Um, it was not Kyle Larson. I, I do have a picture of him from 2019. Um, right. I wanted a new one, but I didn't want to go over to the other side of the room. I, I was very nervous. Again, I'm a very, I have social anxiety. I didn't want to be annoying but I just need to get over that when I meet drivers, like, honestly, like they, they, they are here for the, I mean, they're not here for the fans, but they, most of them recognize how important the fans are to the experience. Right. And um, anyways, you got so to meet, I got to meet Harrison Burton. Yes. Harrison Burton. <laughs> and I, caught I him almost point. dropped my phone when Zach sent me a picture. I was like, no way, no way. Y'all I love like, Harrison Burton. I love him. He Harrison is up there with Joseph Newgard and Kyle Larson for Zach. Like this is I like mean, crazy. he is like dead, dead, dead ass. I mean, girl. <laughs> I so and I caught him, like he was one of the first drivers that came in, and he I caught him at a moment where he was like, he wasn't really talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> he was so, listen y'all he was so sweet he was like oh how you doing his smile was huge oh my god like that i can't but and i got i got a picture with him it looks great it's on my twitter it's your I mean, phone's lock screen like I, that it clearly meant the world to you that interaction and his smile was so big he was so like so good with my he was so good with his interaction with me yeah it meant so much to me i wish i like had a conversation like i wish i was like you feeling good about the race today you know I, but i'm just so nervous and i don't know how to act i really don't know how right, to act. Right. i again i hate meeting drivers because of this because of the pressure to seize the moment because of my anxiety but you know what? I, mm-hmm. I got a pick with Harrison. I also got a pick with Tyler Reddick and Christopher Bell. They didn't end up as good, but like, because the lights were like behind us and stuff, but it's okay. We also I'm met like, Bubba. I met Bubba. I got a picture with Bubba. Um, He was cool. I wanted to get one with like Joey and Austin Sendrick because mostly I just wanted to see if I was taller than them. Um, <laughs> Like, I'm not even kidding. I think 
I don't know if Austin's taller than me. Because if I can say I'm taller I mean, than you walked every by, single... You walked by Cendric. It's hard to tell. We're like very... He's either my height or taller. It's hard to tell. Mm. But um, this whole story is just amazing. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, y'all are just y'all are I'm, I'm trying to give you as much of the experience as possible. But yeah, that room again, I wish I seized the moment more. If you get any opportunity like this, seize the moment. Take it. Um, I, I, I hope I get that opportunity again because I feel like again, I feel guilty. I didn't seize enough of the moment. But at the same time, I still had that moment. You did. You know, I mean. And, there were a lot of moments that you'll be able to treasure forever. Right. Like, no like, one can I, take from you. And like, even if I did, and I was talking to Alex about that, even if I did have conversations with drivers and stuff, like, it's, that's not going to make a, a difference. Right. I mean, they, right. I'm not, it's not like I'm going to become best friends with Joey Vigano. You know, right. like, it's not like I missed that. Right. It's not like I missed right. becoming Harrison Burton's best friend. Um, darn um <laughs> but, <laughs> that's too bad um but like just getting that chance getting that interaction harrison again harrison was so sweet christopher bell was so sweet um tyler Ty, i mean tyler i mean they were all sweet bubba was i mean they were yeah again they were all so cool harrison was extra sweet though. yeah like he was just so nice i i'm <laughs> i love him so much um and like I even had like the, the person with that works for NASCAR that was with us. Um, she was mm-hmm. like, "Oh no, the drivers—they're all so cool. Go ask them. Go ask them." And yeah, if I could do that again, I would get a picture with at least like maybe like like Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, Austin Sindrick, Justin Haley. Um, honestly, maybe Martin Truex because I've seen him win at Richmond three almost four times. Um, <laughs> um, right. Yeah, like you know, of course I would, but. It, you know what? Again, I still live that moment. I was feet away from Bubba Wallace, Harrison Burton. Um, All of Ross them. Chastain almost ran into me <laughs> because <laughs> we, so we then after that club thing, we walked the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel famous. Um, <laughs> you got I'm to waving. walk the red carpet? Yeah. That's so cool. Girl. I didn't know that part. That's right. awesome. So we walked the red carpet from um, that club to what's driver introductions. Um, I also got to spot Clint Boyer and um, Chris Myers and Chad Knauss at one point. Um, they're walking somewhere anyways. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you missed their show. We'll talk about that later. Thank God. Um, and then yeah, on that one. at the beginning of the driver introduction stage, like behind the stage, they're like um, trying to figure out where me and um, Latanya's guest need to go because the grand marshals are going to walk but not their guests um yeah. at driver intros so they're trying to figure out where we go so i'm kind of like so do i go in this gate do i go out this gate so i had to go back and forth a little bit um so ross chastain almost ran into me someone else almost ran ran into me i meant to be like ross thank you so much for the win at coda you do not know how much it means to me because it gave oh me my fancy God. points <laughs> um he was cool he was i didn't talk to him but he just he was talking to some other fans and again yeah yeah i wish i took them like even just a little like i, I think next time i should be like hey good luck today good luck today right no like i could have done that to kyle larson like i when i when i was at indy and i had a i had garage passes and stuff i like said congrats to you on your win with a thumbs up to marcus erickson and he like said thank you to me like stuff like that i think that's really i like doing yeah. that too yeah. yeah 
it's just my anxiety that drivers are going to be annoyed but like they're they're number one they're used to it they meet so many people they ain't gonna remember but yeah like as long as you don't do anything stupid right like which i would never do right on purpose (laughs) 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 um but yeah driver intros happen um girl after the grand marshals get back from driver intros they run us wait no 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 they don't run us sorry then they get ready to do their thing right um because the drivers go to pit road we go to victory lane which is where they sing the national anthem and that that happened right in front of me um so i was watching them they sang great Mm -hmm. um and then the grand the the command happens and then they run us to cars some toyota highlanders with official grand marshal on the on the car and i'm sitting in the back seat taking a lap around richmond raceway i did when not I know that was going to happen from you i got a text from you said i'm in a pace car right now i'm like you are what <laughs> Like, girl. Like, every time I got a text from you, I was just like, you're doing what now? Dude. What? <laughs> also, my driver was really cute. hmm <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, um, we took two laps. At the 15 car, the pink one, went flying by us at one point because he took longer to get a steering wheel. So he ended up flying by us to catch up. Dude! Dude! That was, was that so crazy? Cool. Yeah, Oh my god, it's just like coming off turn four to the front stretch to see the packed stands. Uh-huh. Dude. Oh, that sounds awesome. So then they they go back to the infield. They um then we get to get on some pit boxes. Yeah. I get on Kyle Bush's pit box and I I'm behind. Is Adam Stevens still his crew chief? No. Who is it? Um I'm blanking on his name. Because I didn't he didn't look like Adam Stevens. So I was like, who the fuck is this? Um Ben Bayshore. Ben Bayshore. Okay. So I'm watching Ben Bayshore and I guess the car chief or somebody else. Um mm-hmm. I don't know who there's like two people with like computers, and then there's like rows of like benches with like for that guest can sit in. Um yeah. So I'm just like, and there's like an iPad in front of me with like data, like lap time data and shit. And I'm like walking like in the I was just looking at all their screens. There's one with the Fox broadcast. That's so crazy. There's one that looks like a NASCAR race view, like the, those shitty 3D models of it going yeah. around the track. Yeah. Um, one with like the track map of like the cars and their like where they are on the racing track. There's one like with the lap time data. There's one with a bunch of like lines and a graph, and I don't know what the fuck it means. Right. They're busy at work. Um, one of Kyle, like what either the crew chief or the car chief, he had like an airplane as his wallpaper on his computer. Um, <laughs> like, and I was just taking it and I got to see Austin Cendrick do a pit stop live, um, because I could like see it, um, like right in that front of me. That was a really cool video, yeah. Um, and we basically are up on um, the pit box until stage one. Then we go back to the suite. Um, I watched the rest of the race there. I charged my phone, which I was stressed about because it was dying and I forgot to bring my portable charger. Um, There's another round of food, drinks, um, and watching the race from the suite. So I've never watched the race from the suite. Yeah, tell me about that. It wasn't, it was not as like, it wasn't actually as like good as i thought it would be mm-hmm. well like it was obviously good better than sitting in the stands but yeah um 
Well, number one, the people I was with, they wanted to sit kind of low, which um, I don't know if that, I feel like that made it worse. Um, Cause I, you, you would want to be sitting higher, you know, like, yeah, that's what I would think. Um, mm. But anyways, um, no, but yeah. And also, so, cause the, the suites are basically near turn one. So the sun you're sets, at pit exit yeah so the sun sets at like turn four so late in the race the sun's kind of in our eyes too so it's like mm, oh. you know but like that what did you of- what did you think of the cars how did they sound up in the suites oh they sounded um it was definitely muted like it kind of felt like how it would be on tv if that makes sense like it's still okay. loud like if you have your tv on in the race it's still like kind of loud right like you still hear race car noises right like you don't need hearing protection though no you don't need hearing protection i um, gotcha Interesting. yeah yeah definitely um by the way i am hmm. so excited for nascar to go electric because i'm kind of over loud race car like sorry <laughs> i think it's a little overwhelming okay. to be at a nascar race like not gonna lie um, but anyways um don't don't hate me um <laughs> that's a hot i don't take. actually I like i don't actually but... mean that i i gotta think about that one but um anyways yeah um but no watching like i could see basically the whole track like i could see the back stretch in turn three um the sure. glare on the cars from the sun made it hard at some points but i mean what can you do right um, right right that's normal um that's why i like night races better um but <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, so after the suite, when the race ends, um, and obviously Denny Hamlin winning, I'm at the Toyota suite. So claps all around, claps all around for Denny to get that win. Um, obviously, <laughs> also, bet. he visited us earlier, so that was cool. Um, yeah, you met him on a day one. That is so cool. Isn't that so cool? It's that awesome. is, I mean, I wanted, to, I've wanted to see Denny win at Richmond since. Like, I became kind of a fan of him last year. Um, mm-hmm. And seeing him win was awesome. I mean, that that's, I mean, I've seen Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin win, and they're my two favorites. Harrison Burton's a baby, so like he has time. Like, so, right, right. You know, um, so then we go to Victory Lane. And like, like in Victory Lane, like, right. I'm basically able to touch the checkerboard and I can at, once it calms down a little bit, I can walk on the checkered board. The car gets rolled out eventually to go to tech or whatever, or whatever they do. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. to go to tech. Um, and I took some bomb ass pictures of the car, by the way. Yes, as you well. did. Um, and I was supposed to be like in a big group picture with all the other Toyota people, um, with Denny, but I missed it because, it, it, well, like I just didn't didn't get on stage fast enough. But like it's okay. I don't even know where that picture is at this moment so i don't really care (laughs) yeah um but yeah i just so then at that point so i kind of feel awkward in victory lane because i'm not really with anybody like at that point i'm just kind of on my own the day's over obviously so i'm just kind of like chilling um right and i'm kind of like just just vibing I'm observing around me. Joe Gibbs is talking with some other guys like feet away from me. That's Claire so B. Lang was going off. She does her job so well. She was <laughs> going off in those interviews, interviewing Denny Hamlin, interviewed Chris Gayhart. Um, there were FedEx people there that were like screaming. Like this one woman was like, I can't believe it. I'm so excited. 
Like, oh my gosh. I don't even know who she is, but she was having a day. She was having a great day. Good for her. Oh Love my God, right? Her. And then again, I'm just hanging around Victory Lane. It gets, it's kind of chilly at this point. I just, I'm, I, I, yeah, I feel a little awkward because I don't really know what to do. Um, but I vibe. Right. Um, then once Denny leaves, I leave and I go home. So that was my day. I just, that was my whole day. So when I right. say I will, I like that. I saw, I, I had the, I had access to everything. Yeah. Like there was nothing that, that besides am... waving the green flag and actually doing the damn command, there's nothing I have not <laughs> been able to do. I've told you this. I'm so happy for you. Like this is such a crazy experience. Next thing we need is for the gay racing podcast to just keep growing. And then you and I can be VIPs doing right. this together. Like, come on, like, let's go. I, Alex, I and I, I cannot wait for Iowa just to be at a race with my racing bestie. My bestie in general will be so fun. Yeah. If I got to I do can. that with you, girl. I know. Girl. Be the best. And then we could like egg each other on to be like, no, bitch, we're talking to Joey Logano. Or we're talking, we're talking to Ryan Blaney. Exactly. Like, oh, that's the dream, man. You said that last night. That's like, that's that's the dream. It is my dream to be able to experience that again with you someday, and it it like and I think and I'm not trying to like be very um like what's the word cocky, but I feel like we have an important place on this podcast. I agree. As some of the sole gay media representation in Mm -hmm. motorsports if that's what you want to even call us we're still small obviously but we are growing um yeah and this is just just for fun thing but i mean so yeah for now right um and i'm just so i i that is my bucket list thing to be able to do something like that with you one day i mean that was just amazing that's like that's an experience worth i was living vicariously through your text messages to me Right. I was, I, like I said, I dropped, I almost dropped my phone when you said the Harrison picture. As soon as I took that pic with Harrison, I'm like, bitch, I got to send this to Alex. I got to send this <laughs> to Alex. Dude. And then I'm like, I like nearly dropped my phone. And then I'm like, I, I basically screamed when you said that Denny was coming to the suite. <laughs> right. And, and then I'm like, too. and like, then you're like, <laughs> I'm in the pace car. I'm like, you're what? I like literally said that out loud. I think my roommate looked at me like that was crazy. And then, <laughs> And then you, something else you said, like, I'm in the pace car right now. You said that very nonchalantly. I start, like, you're, what? Again? I don't know. Like, like, I feel like I was there with you for a lot of it. I was, I was so excited for you the whole right. time. I'm just so happy for you. And yeah. yeah we got to do it together someday. Like, come I, on. I recommend, and I'm, I'm, like, so sad it's over, you mm-hmm. know? But I'm glad it happened. Um, for sure. I'm so thankful, again, for Toyota for julie crowder for choosing me as a guest for my professor from vcu for recommending me i'm thank you to the academy (laughs) like (laughs) the um, music's playing zach you've been talking but like once again toyota thank you for choosing educators to represent you guys um they also own toyotas um i don't but i would happily own one my best friend has a toyota tacoma not you i don't have a toyota what you talking about no my (laughs) My other best friend. My other best friend, I, I actually end up going to Richmond too most of the time. I'm um, calling you out. Right. Um. 
but yeah <laughs> before I... yeah finish what you're saying no you go ahead what were you gonna say okay before we wrap this up you asked on twitter yes if anyone had any additional questions i know you've answered some of them sporadically throughout right would you like to answer some of those questions yes. some of our I'm... friends on twitter asked you i am um also before i get into the questions i wanted to like i i texted this or i tweeted this morning i was like is it normal to feel like sad after a really cool experience and someone was like my family calls it the day after the indy 500 feeling <laughs> and other people yeah. have like related to me in the in the comments so that makes me feel better that it's like a normal thing to like, kind of feel sad on the day after I mean, you know when when I first met you in person, I was sad when I got home. So I was like, oh, right. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely. It was definitely weird to come down from that high. Um, oh, yeah. But anyways. So, yeah, you guys asked some really good questions in like a short time span. Um, what is one thing that surprised you? I think just the most surprising thing was the fact I would get to casually just chill with the drivers. Like, yeah. It doesn't surprise me after the fact, but it definitely caught me off guard. Like, I like didn't when realize. we found out about this, like you told, you found out at the same time you were on a call. I was telling you, like, oh, I bet, like, you'll just like be there for the command. You'll have to like go back to your seat, but then like we were right. reading more. You got to do a whole. I didn't realize like everything. this is a VIP. Like this is what I think this is what celebrities normally like when they come to a race. This is what yeah. they get to experience. Like, that's incredible. Like. So cool. Oh my gosh. Um, does the Gen 7 car look different in person? I mean, and I've been saying this really since like Daytona. I feel like the Gen mm -hmm. 7 car, I got used to it so quick that in Me real too. life, it looks very normal. And Gen 6 was like that too. Although to be fair, the first Gen 6 race I saw in person was 2016. But mm -hmm. um, most, yeah, most of the time, no, like the Gen 7 car looks very normal to me. Um, it looked very was, normal to me on TV. Was the number change different in person? Um, in person and again on TV, it's it has not been sticking out to me okay. as much. Um, yeah, which I, like I thought when I, go, when I go to Kansas in person, I feel like it's gonna be weird for like five laps, but I yeah, I I, and I thought it would be weird too, but honestly, no, it's just like I'm just so used okay. to it now, like and I think because the cars still look similar to Gen 6, but they just look better than Gen 6, right? True. You know? Excuse me. Um, sorry, I'm like burping. Um, but what else you got for questions? Um, they also didn't really, they sounded different a little bit. They sounded a little bit different, but it but when it's so mm. loud, you can't really tell, anyways. But I could tell a little yeah. bit. Um, how tall is Denny Hamlin? Not as tall as me. <laughs> um <laughs> He's like average height. Like, I mean, he wasn't like, he's not someone that you look at and you go like, they're tall. And he's not someone that you look at and he goes like, you're go like, he's short. Like, so like my height. Basically. Like Tyler Reddick and Justin Haley, they're short. Joey Logano and Austin Cendrick, they're tall. Denny Hamlin's very yeah. average. Like, I'd say if I had to guess, yeah. he's like 5'10 or 5'9. Okay. Know? So basically, what, how tall I am. Yeah. He's very average. <laughs> um, yeah, and he probably came up to like my shoulder. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't again, yeah. I'm waiting for that picture of me and him. Um I can't wait to see that. Yeah. So yes, Renee sent in those questions very good. Um, Bowie asked, what was Victory Lane like? It was um, it wasn't, it was actually kind of like what you expect. There's a bunch of people there. Um, the team is going woo and woo 
and woo, <laughs> taking pictures. Um, I right. I took a video of Denny Hamlin doing the hat dance. They had that down to a system. There's one guy giving Denny the hat. Denny throws the hat to the the guy to the side. He puts in a box, and then the process repeats. It looks so cool. That's so crazy. Um, I've I've been in Victory Lane, but for pre race, like it was like a not a like pit passes. So I've never been there for like uh, actual victory lane. Yeah. Um, I bet your experience was obviously crazy because like the celebration was ongoing. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of like on the side for a lot of it. Because mm-hmm. um, again, that was the time I felt very awkward because I felt very alone and just like, what do I do here? Like, see you guys, see Toyota. You could have shipped me out there too. Exactly. That could be the plus um, one of the plus one. <laughs> right. Also, but also, yeah. like the last six cup races I've seen at Richmond have all been won by JGR and Toyota. Yeah. And so Truex like, almost won four in a row for you, for me, you, for, for you me at Richmond. Yeah. Like, dude, <laughs> dude. You dodged a bullet right there. Like, oh my God. Um, I would like, yeah, I've seen the 19 car, like Carl. Carl Edwards also won with JGR on once mm-hmm. before. So of like, I've seen nine cup races at Richmond and seven of them are won by Toyotas. Right. <laughs> so they're doing something um, right. Um, but yeah, so victory lane, it was like, um, it was nice. Um, it was cool. I saw Joe Gibbs. I saw, you know, Denny was there obviously. And um, did you get hit with champagne? No. I, no, I I kind of got Football. there after they did all that, after the confetti and oh, the okay. champagne. So yeah, I kind of missed that. Um, mm. but, but you took okay. some awesome pictures. Like I love those pictures. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really cool. Um, yeah, that's it's kind of how you would expect. I'd say um, it's a lot of people yeah. just chilling and talking at most points, and then interviews. Like again, Claire Bean Lang was there. Um, right. Yeah. Let's see. Um. What was the best interaction you had? I say, again, my Harrison Burton interaction. I will never forget that. That was so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, almost running to Ross Chastain, I think, was a really funny moment. Um, that, is, that is very funny. Let's see. <laughs> a week after you picked him. Um, trying to think. Like, the NASCAR people were really nice. Um, again, really nice. Like, one of them reminded me of one of my really, like, what, one of them reminded me of my supervisor because she kind of looked like her. Um, and she, my supervisor mm. is so awesome um, at where my teaching thing right now. So um, that yeah. was really cool. Um, did you hear anything about the future of the next gen? Also, what's it? Vince, Vinston Cup is asking these questions. Did you hear anything about the future of the next gen um, hybrids, et cetera? So the Toyota guy giving um, the tour, the garage tour, um, he was telling us, I kind of already knew this, that like, in the next few two or two or three years, we're gonna get hybrid components in the engines. Again, I already kind of knew that. Um, and the hope is to get more manufacturers involved in the sport. Um, because you know, a new car is awesome, but what we really need is a new engine for manufacturers to come in. So yeah, that all I kind of had right. an idea of already, but yeah, that's I didn't hear anything, you know, groundbreaking. Um did I have that's interesting car- they're still saying manufacturers, which is and we knew that, but yeah, it's kind of getting later where they have. To, I don't know if that's the, if they're going to make that deadline they're wanting to make. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you have a good parking spot? I did actually. It was a part of the whole package. I got to park in what's called parking lot E at Richmond. It's 
a pretty short walk to the suites and the fan grounds tunnel. So yeah, um, that was nice. Um, getting out. Okay. Well, getting out of the track wasn't bad for me because I was in my car for a good amount, also in victory lane for a good amount of time. Um, most people left at that point. Yeah. But like getting back to where I need to go in Richmond was a clusterfuck because they always, sorry, I, I, I'm trying to not cuss on this podcast anymore, but oops. Anyways. Um, but there's like a whole, like they have roads closed off and certain routes. And then I took a wrong turn because the cones were keeping me from going somewhere. I made, I made my way home eventually, but oh my gosh, it was a whole process. Um, right. How was the food? Very yummy. Very good. Very good. Um, you didn't know what you were eating, but it was yep. good. And then Morgan asked, how exactly did you get the opportunity? Um, again, I already explained it, but my professor knew the Grand Marshal, or the Grand Marshal yet yeah, knew my professor, blah, blah, blah. Um, again, so thankful. Who was the nicest person that you met? Harrison Burton. <laughs> I, I, I will not get over how nice he was honestly but again all the nascar people were nice the toyota people were cool great service i i i have no complaints i have no complaints christopher Vole is really sweet yeah um but i believe that's all the questions let me check one more time um yeah cool um yeah so thank thanks for those questions thanks for the questions guys um everyone that has listened so far this episode is probably gonna be a longer one um yeah you know that's fine i i mean yeah this is you know this doesn't happen every every day um we're talking about a potentially once in a lifetime experience so and again that makes (laughs) me sad but like i'm glad i got to do it um we'll we'll make it we'll try and make it happen again buddy right we'll do it we'll do do it i would love again i would love for us to like VIP guest at an NASCAR race. Um, ally, ally, hit us up. We'll do the command. We'll give them the best command. Dude, is the best. I know we would do a good command. We would. Like no we would. cap, we would kill it. No cap. So let's talk about the actual race. There was actually a race that happened too. Um, believe yeah, it, it wasn't or not, just Zach's little adventure. There was a race that happened. As we mentioned, why we're Denny here. Hamlin. Denny Hamlin, after meeting Mr. Dreamy Zach GP, yes. did go on to win at Richmond. Wow. What a and, way to win that race. In amazing fashion, too. So I didn't even realize. Um, so I had trouble paying attention because I I mean I was just overwhelmed from the day, but like, dude, right. he unlapped himself with 30 to go and then went back and won. That's insane. Crazy. Um, and we've had strategy races at Richmond lately. Um, like mm-hmm. 2020 comes to mind. Um, I think did we have some last year? I don't remember last year. Um, I don't remember. I don't um, remember the fall race. But last I, year. I will say with this that just the last stage of this race was awesome. The pit strategy was all across the board. I greatly enjoyed it. Like this was a very fun race to watch. I'm so so glad there was not a caution that ruined it. That would have just really made it upsetting. Uh, William Byron was on old, really old tires, um, older than anyone else out there. Denny Hamlin was the last car to pit. And there was this thing on Twitter from all the, like Matt Weaver was saying it and other people were saying it on Twitter. It's like, you either want to be the first one to pit or the last one to pit. 
And we saw in the stages, Truex was the first one to pit for stage two. He won the stage. I think Truex might have been the first um, at the end of the race. Byron, of course, stayed out longer. He was on a whole different strategy. But Truex and uh, Hamlin, I think Truex was at the start. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that. And Hamlin was most definitely the last one. Crazy. And to come back, make up all that ground. It was so exciting. He made up, he, he unlapped himself and then made up another 20 seconds. And then he wins the race. I, <laughs> you don't see that anymore in NASCAR. Like I was just loving this. Like that it was, was so, insane. Yeah. It was like, so 2000s. Yeah. And the fact that the tire, and I was explaining what the people are with, because again, they weren't NASCAR fans. And it's like, you yeah. know, most people aren't, you know, this long draw, drawn out drama of a race. It's not, it doesn't appeal to everyone. But with 10 laps to go, I was like, I, it's all coming together now. Yep. Right. Because I had no for. idea yeah. who was going to win that race. Me neither. Until the, until really the, the backstretch on the final lap. Right. No idea. I, again, I was like, you know, can Truex catch William Byron? But then at a point, I'm like, dude, Denny Hamlin is here. Yep. And then as soon as Denny Hamlin starts passing, I'm like, yo, Kevin Harvick is here. Yeah. Right? And Harvick, I think if Harvick would have got to him, he would have bumped and run him. Oh, Easy. definitely. Paid him back from New Hampshire a few a few years ago, probably, you know? <laughs> or, and, and Harvick hasn't won in a while. I'm like, I think he'll do anything to get a win. Oh, definitely. There's, really not, there's, there's only so. so many wins left for him, right? Like he's in yep. his kind of like, he's he kind of like Jimmy Johnson that in 2017. He, Harvick openly said he was going to retire in 21, but he wanted to try out the next-gen car, so he delayed it by a few years. That's crazy. So, like, he he knows. He has a plan, I bet, of when, he, when he's going to quit. It's probably pretty soon. I mean... Yeah. I, he, I was thinking if he got to him, he was going to move him, which short track racing, that's fine. Right. I mean, we saw that with Ty Gibbs and um, John Hunter Nemechek yesterday. We've seen it before at Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that finish was awesome. The racing, um, you know, not the most spectacular thing in the world, but also it's yeah. just like when it's strategy, but also there's stages. We've talked about this before. It's like, yeah, stage three is kind of the race. Stage three yeah. is the race. Um, I will say another thing. I don't know if we could have had Denny Hamlin unlap himself, drive through the whole field again, and win the race with the Gen 6. Right. I really don't think that would have happened because he would have, there would be too much dirty air. It'd be too harder to pass. I could be wrong, but I, I think the Gen 7 is a huge reason why mm-hmm. Denny Hamlin won this race. Not mm-hmm. only the tires, but just the car in general. Yeah. And I think, you know, the racing, it still could have been better. And I've seen people being like, no, they need more horsepower, like even more horsepower. Like they have 670. They mm-hmm. went down from 750. I could yep. maybe agree with that. Um, hopefully, when they introduce hybrid components, they get some of that torque, that acceleration back, yeah. you know? Um, but, yeah. Um, I, what do I say? Like, I, yeah. I mean, again, and- I, I didn't pay attention to, like, the first half of the race, so. Right, you were busy. You so were from- busy. 
Well, we'll talk about Fox in a, in a minute, I guess. Um, yeah, we'll talk about actually, Fox in a bit. Um, so, JGR's new choreography, I saw it on, like, the big screen. Kyle Bush like, broke, Kyle Bush's team broke the record for the fastest pit stop ever. Yeah, they did. And it was, like, nine seconds or something like That's that. Crazy. Nine point something. That's so uh, cool. They, JGR, they had a new choreography for their pit stops for the Gen 7. Uh, and I think this new choreography actually won them the race over Kevin Harvick because Bob Pachris tweeted out that Hamlin's final stop was 10.4 seconds and Harvick's was 10.7 seconds. That's about the time gap between yeah, them, probably. That, is, that yeah. is about the time gap between the two That's drivers crazy. at the end there. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. And like we don't we don't know, but yeah. that little bit of difference, and obviously it's faster if Kyle Bush broke a record. His pick crew. Right. I mean, that's really cool. This is the first race they debuted at Richmond. So yeah, because it was like a rule that the the rear tire changer or something could like go around the front of the car instead something of having like to wait for it to go around the rear. Um yeah. So yeah, that's really cool. Um I and I didn't realize this happened until I got home. So Kyle Bush was penalized for grill tape. Yeah. I was gonna grill. ask you if you heard about this. Um, NASCAR gave a penalty to Kyle Busch for his pit crew put tape on the grill, which I did not know you cannot do that with the Gen 7. That is a new rule for this Wait. year. You, can, you cannot put tape on the grill. Like at all? Apparently not. You can do it on the air ducts, I think. Oh, what? Something you like can't do it at yeah. all? Wait, what the I, f- I did not know this. And they had uh, Larry Mack and Chad Knauss, they were explaining why and everything and chad canales will talk about it did really good at explaining this and i was just like really like huh this is really interesting it's because the tape can give like an unfair advantage and whatever and they want the car to be as equal as possible i don't know but this way there's like teams can't find some sort of you know advantage with the tape i mean fair enough because i'd rather have it banned than unbanned because i feel like it's one of those extra things that isn't necessary for the product you know what i mean yeah and this this was the right call this was in the rule book however nascar took about a hundred or so laps to call this (laughs) uh kyle bush had this on his car there was there's footage of it he had a little piece of tape it was green just it was very obvious it was there Wait, so why were they, so they must have not known the rule, or? I don't, I don't know. Like, that doesn't Uh, make any sense. They played, they played audio from his team saying that, um, that they accidentally put it there. I don't know how you accidentally put tape on the grills. Some, some sort of miscommunication happened, and NASCAR. I was in their pit box. I put it on the grill. I put it on the grill. You did? I I, I snuck out, put tape on the grill. (laughs) Zach, you're with you were with Toyota. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> I wanted Denny Hamlin to win. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should have done it to Harvick. That would have really secured it, you know? Yeah, I guess. Or, or Byron. He was the one leading. <sighs> well, I've seen Kyle Bush one at Richmond before, but so sorry, I cut you off. No, you, no you're okay. Joke. That was funny. But I don't know. This was the right call because it's in the rule book, but it was just. NASCAR yeah, like took why? way too long to call it. It's really weird. They should be called out on that. I don't know how. Like, yeah, it was really bright green. How do you miss that? I mean, I guess I like. Know. Well, also they don't have you know officials in every pit box anymore, like in the olden days, and the mm-hmm. cameras probably aren't going to catch something like that. Maybe. I don't know. 
I don't know. That's, I wonder who caught it. Like, I wonder, like, who, which official caught it? Like, and well, Kyle was on the Fox broadcast multiple times and it was just there. And then all of a sudden they were like, yeah, Kyle Bush is getting a penalty for having tape. And someone in the Fox broadcast, I think it might have been Larry, was like, he's had that for quite a while. <laughs> I don't know. Someone said something. That really I don't sucks. Know. That just sucks, though. You know, yeah. Kyle, I don't think Kyle said a word on the radio. So, you know, he was fuming. <laughs> uh, he still got a top 10, I believe. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. By the way, Toyota didn't even mention it. Showed up at Richmond. Yeah. Oh, they my waited God. For, they waited for Zach to be there as their VIP, obviously. To I mean, obviously, Richmond's a big race for them. They sponsor the race. They got that yeah. whole big sign on the back stretch. It's a big race for them. And JGR at least mm-hmm. ran, ran amazing. Um, yeah, twenty three eleven, not so much. But. They had issues with Kurt Bush and Bubba's been struggling. And but holy, holy crap, JGR! Yeah, they were they were. I mean, Bell led. I think almost all of their drivers led at some point, except maybe Kyle Busch. Like, yeah, I think so. That's they showed up. And, you know, for our race picks, I would normally have picked Martin Truex, but they were awful at phoenix right for their for toyota standards i was like i'm not picking truex i'm not risking that and then i picked lagana who did not run well <laughs> overall mm-hmm. um it's i don't know and then you mentioned earlier that denny he mentioned that they were they were just bad at phoenix they didn't know it was going to happen at richmond really interesting that they whatever they did it, they obviously found something with the new yeah. car that's crazy. Kind of I wonder what they found too. I really wonder if they run like this. I mean, you know, it's early, but when they go back to Phoenix championship, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's gonna be really interesting. And I mean, you know, there still are differences between Phoenix and Richmond, but oh, yeah. I and I wonder what Martinsville's gonna look like. But that's just incredible. Like, yeah, now Toyota Toyota's was that one kind of faction of where are they they're not performing well they are yeah. now so ev- everyone's and here Stuart haas has a win jgr has a win penske has a win hendrick has a win like everyone you know here. the other team the other team you didn't mention track house uh track house was still looking good chastain was like third fourth at one point mm-hmm. but they kind of fell back yeah. something i noticed about richmond is that this was kind of the the top team resurgence Right. Like you had you had Pinsky yeah, throwing right. Blaney for most of the race, and I'll talk about Blaney in a second. And then you had the, all the Toyotas were up there minus twenty three eleven, the Gibbs cars, and you had the Hendrick cars are up all up there. Like Byron ran great all day too. I mean, this was kind of like the Childress cars; they've been good all year too. Tyler Reddick was like fourteenth all day. Yeah, he was running you know? kind of like he was running kind of so, how he would last few years. Like the big teams are were kind of back. Like they were kind of this is our place. We belong at the front. And also the strategy of this race, you saw two veterans take this race away from one of the young guys. The drivers under 30 winning streak ended. I think that ended at like what 13 races or something. Yeah, Denny Hamlin's like, yeah, the first kind of so it's been veteran to win. Since Bubba Wallace's since Bubba Wallace won at Talladega, there hasn't been a driver since before that win who has who's been under over the age of 30. So that's crazy. 
Wow. Big streak there. Like this is a big weekend for the the veterans and the big teams. Yeah, no, you're right. The top nine is all Hendrick, Penske, and Gibbs. That's yep. Wow. And usually we've had Childress up there, and Trackhouse has been up there. And I wonder, you know, let's think about uh, Richmond was a very different race compared to what we've had this season so far because no, not Coda, many yellows. Not a lot of yellows. I every other race has had a lot of yellows. I think we have to put that into consideration. Because yeah. I think some of this next-gen parity might have been not mistaken. I think mm-hmm. there is obvious – like, Ross Chastain has been fast. Oh, yeah. But you – and you have been able to see a dip in performance. But also, there were a lot of cautions in those races. Yeah. And you could even maybe contribute it to short run speed, even. Um, True. I don't know. But, yeah, and that's, will... so, that's so interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I do want to say, I will say one thing about Ryan Blaney is that once again, he uh, will lead over 100 laps and cannot win the race. This is the 10th time this has happened. He was so angry on the radio at, during like stage one. He was just mad at lap cars. He was fuming. And then he had a little thing with Ross Chastain. I don't know if he even knew about this. Chastain. I saw that. I saw Chastain it and. Chastain got really aggressive with him, I guess. Yep. And Blaney was like screaming and he's like, I'm going to wreck him, this and that. I had a feeling he'd be mad at him, but that was just me liking drama. I didn't realize he Blaney, was actually pissed at him. Blaney did get back at him and just like moved him out of the way. Good. He, I mean, Ross, but, yeah, he deserved that. So my point here is, is that one, I feel like Blaney needs to, he still has some work to do on uh, trying to keep his cool. Early in the race, because that was one of his big hindrances earlier in his career. Like he would run really good at the start and then just dip, right? Because he would just work himself up. I mean, yeah, he's has not closed out a lot of races in his career. This is the tenth time he's led a hundred laps or more and does not win. Wow. And another thing with Blaney is, like, he's mad at lap cars. Like middle of stage one, it's like seriously, it's like really. Dude, I don't know. I know the race don't start till stage three. Yeah, it's like stage three is when the race starts. What are you doing? But girl. Um interesting. That's interesting. Like, hmm. Yeah. I didn't know he was mad on the radio. Huh. Oh yeah. That's, that's he was, crazy. He was, was really was TV mad. showing that. Um or did you get that did, from Twitter? They I, I got most of that from Twitter. But they did show that Blaney was mad at Ross Chastain. Oh, duh. Yeah, of course they will. They, they did catch that. But I, my point was is that another point that's actually good for Blaney is that he's actually defending himself now. He used to never do that. He's actually kind of been more aggressive. We saw at the clash, he was pissed off at Eric Jones. He kind of stood up for himself and threw something at him. And then he moved Chastain back out of the way. Like, he's actually, like not being pushed around anymore nice. which he needed that so yeah. i think there needs to be a balance though with that 12 team i'm waiting <laughs> for the day he gets into a fight you know imagine what what if him and chase start beefing <laughs> actually imagine if it's blaney and bowman if they had a thing oh my twitter God. would explode <laughs> dude I could see that too because they're not really like friends chase and blaney are friends but bowman mm-hmm. and blaney girl i know that'd be really funny i'm here for the drama um anything else about the race itself 
before we get into Fox? Because I have a thing to say about Fox. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so let's talk about Fox. I, obviously, okay, okay. I didn't hear. I didn't hear a peep of yeah. the Fox broadcast. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on it too much because you weren't there and to watch it. Now to spill the tea, bestie. Okay. You know the tea's coming up. I'm I'm putting it in the pot right now. Let's let's start with the positive. Chad Knaus was fantastic in the booth. I would argue he was probably the best one that they've had so far. I'll tell you what, Chad Knaus is made to build race cars and to be on TV. Those I are agree. his two purposes, and, and he's great at them. <laughs> something like he is so good at explaining things. Like I learned so much whenever he talked to. And they would always say like, oh yeah, Chad would always say, me and Larry were talking in the break. It's like, no, put that on the broadcast. I want to hear Larry and Chad nerd out about shit. I want to hear it. But no, that was only commercial. I'm going to get to my complaint in a second. Mm -hmm. But then at one point, someone asked Chad about William Byron and how they've improved. And he answered very honestly. And he showed his bias there. And then he would talk about another Hendrick car when he is asked about it. He is not up there gloating about Hendrick the entire oh, time. Oh, look at Chase Elliott! A certain other person. And by the way, I pointed this out that uh, Chad Knauss did not pick a Hendrick car and the credit ones to watch. I think he picked Truex, if I remember right. And I'm like... Rick is up there smashing his <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> like, Jeff Gordon. <laughs> Jeff Gordon, man. I... I don't know. Chad Knauss was fantastic. However, however, <laughs> Clint Boyer is awful. Terrible. He put someone up. too smart for Clint Boyer up in the damn Yes. Movie. I can normally tolerate some of the goofiness that Boyer does. You know, I've been on here saying, like, I don't know why everyone's mad. I thought it was kind of funny, but this was right. just... I, you know, I love Boyer normally. This was over the top. There was one point where Chad was explaining the strategy, like in stage one, and it took him a little while to get there. I get it. Boyer, when, when Chad was finally getting to the point, Boyer cuts him off. It was very, it was awful. Boyer Sounds cut great. him off and was just like, I don't know what he's talking about. I... But hell yeah! I'm not, <laughs> I'm not smart enough to know what he's talking about. He actually brought notes. All I brought here was this, and they put the camera on the booth with him like with a mark with the whiteboard saying that Martin Truex has won here this many times. It's like I was learning so much from Chad. And, and then you had to asshole, open your mouth. And this asshole opens his mouth and just starts blabbering on live television. Lighting Clint Boyer up. Like, what the hell? It's like Larry and Chad are having a very insightful conversation. See, Larry I mean, and Chad should be in the booth. They, they, and they've worked together on like that one NASCAR tech show before. They are so good. I was just like, that was NASCAR performance, I think. On yeah, you yeah, know I, exactly what I'm talking about. I watched that a lot. I love that show. That but, show. oh my God, they, they would come back from a commercial and Chad would be like, yeah, me and Larry were talking during the break. I'm like, air that. I want he had to get that. away from Clint. I know Chad annoyed as hell with Clint. Clint, shut Clint Boyer's damn mic off. I am, I was so mad. Whenever Chad would say something, Clint would come in and be like, ho, ho, I don't know what you just said, but you and know And Mike Joey's like, ha ha. 
you texted me something last night that's like Mike Joy probably goes to therapy, probably meditates. No, he meditates because like when like Clint and Chad or Clinton, whoever is like with Chris Myers at the yeah. pre-race show, that's when that's Mike Joy's time to meditate. Oh yeah. He's 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 gathering himself, he's gathering his notes, he's mm. gathering some piece of trivia from like 1970. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like getting he's getting himself together. Yeah. And that's why he's so good with Clint Boyer. Exactly. And so Chad did awesome. He had no chemistry with Clint Boyer. Is he going, is he in Martinsville's booth? He is. Girl, I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I'm excited. And you know what? Chad can I now get to see the, it now. I get to see this 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 shit show. <laughs> Chad said at the start of the race that he wanted to do Richmond as a race because he figured the strategies would be really exciting to watch. And guess what? They were. I've been th- I was thinking about that the whole race. And then Chad said when the when Hamlin was flying, he's like, this is why I wanted to call this race because I knew something like this would happen. I was like, oh my God, Chad, your brain is That's so crazy. huge. I love you. <laughs> wow. Yes. I wonder why he's doing Martinsville then. <laughs> because he's won there a million times with Jimmy. Oh, wait, that makes sense, actually. No, that, that makes sense. That but actually he, makes sense. <laughs> he said he picked Richmond as that one of them sense. because he really wanted to call it. Richmond? is for some reason one of the last like strategy tracks in NASCAR like Pocono and Richmond mm-hmm. and like yeah you know yeah it's like one of the few strategy tracks left <laughs> in NASCAR it's kind of I weird. just New I just went on too. A, I'm like out of breath I went on a tangent no go I, off king one more thing I watched the pre-race coverage because I wanted to see if I could spot my bestie Zach I was trying to see if I could spot him in the pre-race I regret doing that because one, you weren't there. Two, because that was the worst pre-race coverage I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, what was so bad about it? I heard they, I mean, it's they put a man in a watermelon seed costume and interviewed him because it was supposed to be like a watermelon seed that was on Ross Chastain's face in Victory Lane or something. And like this watermelon seed was at the Oscars and he was at this and he had a crazy week. Girl, what? Segment Are you... I'm serious. I am not making this. That's up. not even funny. Like. I... <laughs> it was terrible. Is put Absolutely it out not enough for terrible. them? And then they went to commercial and they came back with a parody of some song. I don't know what it was. They did they came up with Coda a parody. Too. They do. They did a parody during Coda's pre-race too, of some song, and like the lyrics were on screen, and I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, we could be having Larry with a damn car showing some shit that's gonna happen today, you know? But no, we're having a little sing-along right now. We're talking about the tire, the possible tire strategies in the stages today, and then we went to commercial. We came back for put it out. Awful, awful. And then, worst part is, in my opinion, Fox didn't even realize that Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick were on their way flying through the field until like 10 to go. Girl. I was watching the intervals at the side of that screen like a hawk. I'm like, Denny Hamlin might win this race. With like, and that's the data you have. Yeah. They have more data. They have so much data have. up there. But like 20, 25 to go, I would... My, my roommate was watching with me and I was just like the 11 car might win this race and the TV booth has no idea and my roommate's like how do you know that and I'm like 
keep watching the intervals. He's going to like get really close at the end, if not win. And then like five, five, 10 laps later, he cut it in half the interval distance. And I'm like, the 11 car is going to win. And they have Clint Boyer up there talking some nonsense still. At one point, Mike Joy was like, oh, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. Normally, a few years ago, these two be racing for the win. They finished first and second. <laughs> they were racing for the win. God. I don't blame Mike Joy. I think he was just overwhelmed with the chaos. And the I, he was on fire that day. Uh, <laughs> that's so embarrassing. So, my final verdict. I wanted this to be a quick segment, but I had to go off. No, girl, go off, bestie. Fox Sports should not, should not get the TV contract after 2024. <gasps> this is ridiculous. Girl, you no, know, I agree. If they keep acting this like this, this is yeah. ridiculous. No, right. Mike Joy is probably retiring. We're going to have oh. Adam Alexander up there with Clint Boyer. You're right. And God knows who. Because, like, Larry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but Larry's getting old too, you know? I know. So it's like. I hope. I hope NBC gets the whole season. I was begging for Rick Allen to come in and tell me what a caution is. <laughs> I was wanting Steve Letarte to come on and tell me something I already know. Because it's like we complain years. that they they talk to us like they're babies, but at least they're talking about the race. Or at like something about, about the damn race. race. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least they're talking about the damn race. Alex, I've never seen you fired up about something. This is awesome. This is awesome. Oh, <laughs> I hate it. They should not. They don't care. People thought ESPN was bad at the end of their contract. Oh like my god! They if you I watched a 2010 race recently with a friend. That was amazing coverage compared to what Fox Sports has been doing this year. Like the, Fox is purely. This is an embarrassment. Fox skips, and this, and we talked about this with NASCAR in general. Yeah. Fox skips the racing, gets straight to the entertainment. Yeah. Like, what can we do to entertain the fans in five seconds? Yeah. Like, let's talk about, oh, the leader. Yo, the leader, this story. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Sometimes I'll complain about NBC. They'll, like, talk about some some adversity this driver's gone through, blah, blah, blah. At least we're talking about the race. Yeah. Fox will just talk about some something completely unrelated. Clint is going to go drink tonight or something, and he's so goofy. I'm over it. And then they just stereotype whatever city they're in. Like, Thank God they do not have New Hampshire. Imagine if Fox had New Hampshire. Clint God. Boyer they're would gonna get a lobster costume. Bring in the dancing lobsters. Why not? <laughs> Stop! No, I am running! I am running! Why I am not? running away! I am running away! I am running away! None of the dancing lobsters! <laughs> Oh, this, it just pissed me off. I was, I don't know why I got so mad about it. I think it just really pissed me off that Chad Knauss was the best person they've had yet. And Clint Boyer's big mouth ruined it. Talk your trash. Anyway, I'm heated about it. Yes. I'm so proud of Alex right now. Oh my God. Thank you. Alex, okay. we're going to take a break before the next segment. We got to calm okay. that one down. The it. tea is almost ready. <laughs> one. So, Alex lied. We're not done. It's time I've... for the credit one 
one more thing to say about Fox Sports. Yes. What is it, Alex? So Fox Sports, hi, I'm a 23-year-old. I'm the demographic you're trying to chase right now. You know, with all these this dumb humor and the comedy, blah, blah, blah. It's not working. I don't find it funny. No one I know that is also my age finds it funny. So if you want to find the demographic <laughs> that you're going after, you're doing the wrong thing. I would suggest going to do something entirely different. You know, what worked like in 2005 might not work for everything, but for NASCAR, it might work. Just a little suggestion is all I would say. I'm just, you know, as, as the demographic that you're trying to go for, it is not working. It is not working, girl. girl. Give it up. <laughs> girl, period. period. I'm, I'm right behind you supporting you, queen. Period, period, period. Thank you. Thank you. Talk your trash. Sip that water. Yeah, I just sip took a that sip. that water. Girl. <laughs> Cry about it, Fox. Like, I... <laughs> Cry about it. And you know what? We have some hot tea to talk about, too. We have yes, some let's hot tea. Some tea. The let's tea go. this week is is hot, very hot, spicy, and a little dangerous. Um, so <laughs> yes, let's start with <laughs> who here has daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Elon Harvick might have some soon because oh my god, Kevin Harvick's son, Keelan Harvick, um, is you know starting his racing career very young, of course. Yeah. Um, he's actually not that young. He's like what, almost ten years old. Um, he's crazy. not young. I'm just getting old. Um, so true. And Keelan is a very avid fan of Formula One and IndyCar. Um, well, Formula One, you know. Um, mm -hmm. me too, bestie. Um, me too. And someday wants to race against Max Verstappen. Um. So yeah. yeah. This this was a very interesting article. This is by Nate Ryan and Dustin Long at NBC Sports. Really recommend you guys take it, check it out if you're interested. It really talks about how Formula One is just rising in the US right now. And Kevin Harvick says that Keelan has a dream of racing in F1. And Kevin is basically saying like, Keelan doesn't have a chance to go to F1. <laughs> And, and like he's, he's not wrong, kind of. Correct. It's just like, very like, dude. <laughs> he is apparently like being like, oh yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, to Keelan. And just like not, I don't know. It's very interesting. I'm not a parent. I've never been in this situation, so I don't know what I would do either. Because like obviously it's a very hard uh thing to do. But apparently, all of these kids that are doing go-karts. Kevin said that like Keelan races with week in, week out. They all talk about Formula One. They all talk about Formula One. They all want to race in the yeah, All these kids at the go-kart tracks. Yeah. They all want to race for Ferrari. Like they, they don't want to drive IndyCar. They want to drive F1, Ferrari, Red some Bull. Of them, yeah. Some of them want to race in IndyCar because like go-karts, I guess, are more for open wheel, apparently. Because yeah, I mean, they think about it, they race on road courses more. Well, it makes sense. Right. True, true. So all these kids want to go Indy or Formula One. Sounds like mostly Formula One, which makes sense. And not NASCAR. And Kevin, he has his management group. Apparently he manages some of these kids in their go-kart careers right now. 
he says he's tried to talk some of them into looking into stock car racing and they're not interested. <laughs> they are apparently not interested. They want to go open wheel. And I guess he's trying to find a balance of like, yeah, I want you to chase after your dream, but it's also like to get into Formula One, you have to go to Europe yeah. and you have to have a whole bunch of money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then if you get, if you want to race for Ferrari or Red Bull, there's only two seats at those teams. Yeah. Like, even if you make it to Formula Three, let's say, you know, like, are you going to actually make it to one of those super teams? Right. And something I noticed in the replies to this article was that Kevin Harvick literally works for Gene Haas. Wouldn't this be really easy? No, <laughs> because you, you probably need like nearly what a probably a billion dollars to like get into f1 i mean you, you need so much money he needs experience super license points like you don't just yeah. hop into f1 like it's just i i mean and right and kevin says he wants keelan to believe that he can get to f1 so that he'll overachieve and go karts and like i guess i understand that it's just like a little whoa <laughs> dude <laughs> i mean yeah like I, I guess I hope Keelan doesn't have a that, hope Keelan I, doesn't have internet access to look. That's this what up. I'm saying. I just thought of that. Like, dude, he could just see this article and be like, like that Yo. would that would break his heart. Like, I also it's I, just I, like I, I get it. It's very interesting. Like this sort of topic, and I had no idea Keelan wanted to race in F1. That's really yeah. cool. I think you know, like, let him have the dream. But I would like I don't I'm glad he's not saying like no that I won't that won't happen, you know. I think Kevin's is being realistic with it. Yeah, which I understand that, but also I feel like he shouldn't have the mentality where it's like, well, it's never going to happen. Obviously, but also let's consider this too. Um, Keelan is still so young. Um, mm -hmm. We don't know what will happen in the next few years in terms of the landscape of Formula One. We don't know if it'll become more accessible for Americans um, to start right. racing and kind of those minor leagues, but it's unlikely to happen. But, mm -hmm. you know, nothing, nothing's impossible. Um, and, you know, um, F1 is growing in the U.S. They mentioned this in the article. We all know this. There's three races next year in the U.S. Maybe they'll start scouting for talent in the U.S. more than Europe. I mean, you, I mean, you never know. We at least need an American driver on the grid soon, right? Like, Right. I mean, I feel like we're going to get one by ways of IndyCar pretty soon, unfortunately, for IndyCar fans. I mean, there could be a benefit to that. But anyway, I feel like, yeah, I, it's hard for an American, I feel, to get into F1. But if there's still growth happening... You know, it might be easier when Keelan is like 18, 19 to make his way in there. Like if things keep growing at this rate, there might be five races in the U.S. and talent scouts in the U.S. Who knows? Especially yeah. if Haas maintains a team and if they actually start running well, he has the connection with Haas. I just feel like it's not as easy. Like, oh, yeah, I... Your dad drives for my NASCAR team. I'm going to throw you Yeah, it's not like, hey, Gene, can you put um my kid in yeah. your Formula One car? Like, like, this isn't the NASCAR Xfinity series. Right. <laughs> like, I and I get it. Kevin probably wants to 
have Keelan have a successful career in racing. So that seems to be what Keelan wants. He's like, Let's go to stock car racing. I could literally get you a ride in Stuart Haas racing cars. He could bring back Kevin Harvick Incorporated for the trucks, something, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like, that'd be a lot easier, more sustainable for the Harvick family, I imagine. I don't know. This is a really interesting article and they talk about how... Yeah, the whole thing's interesting. Yeah. They also touch at the end how uh, Alexander Rossi made a statement saying that he thinks F1's rise in America is actually a big competitor to IndyCar, while Kevin actually says it's a big opponent to NASCAR, which I agree more with, I think. Big opponent? Yeah. Because it's like, you look at these go-kart drivers, none of them want to go to NASCAR. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So I, and he feels like it's going to really hurt the talent in the future. He said something along those lines. But really interesting article. I recommend that is that. actually, yeah, that's really interesting. I haven't thought about that one before. We'll have to, I want to, I want to talk about that again. Okay. I want to talk about this again. I don't know. I like, I, I don't know. I want to talk about with somebody. I want to bring someone like, on to talk about that. Yeah. Like someone who's in, who did go-karts or something just i i don't know Harvick, if you're listening sorry you found out kevin, this way but if kevin, like to you gotta get up that. here kevin get up here <laughs> you know, we, i should have if i knew about this yesterday i would have talked to him be like hey bestie <laughs> right right um that's really yeah. interesting so next topic this is messed up i'm just gonna pre- preface that it's messed up so this is crazy Haley deegan and chase cabre um i believe i said his name right um, um, Chase Cobbery, he he raced in the Canon Pro Series. Now the Arca East or West, I don't. I think he was in the West. Um, he raced in that full time. Now he's races. Um, I'm not, I don't know what he races now. He might still race in um Arca Arca Menards um for Rev Racing, but I have um, no idea. I've I heard of his name though. Yeah, I've heard of his name before. He dates Haley Deegan. They're in a relationship. Hmm. Um, Haley Deegan obviously drives the number one in the truck series. Um, Y'all know who she is. Um, Mm -hmm. Recently, and apparently, you know, it's normal for Haley to have fans that are very obsessive over her. She's been a very prominent figure as a woman, um, a young woman in the NASCAR scene. Um, Obviously, some bad obsessions, some creepy stuff has, you know, been said to her and happened to her as a woman it's kind of just the it's the unfortunate reality for being a woman with a platform mm-hmm. um i mean even just like me and my like some of the mutuals on twitter we both have like similar followings and i get less hate than my woman peers exactly. so i'll just yep. that like that's yeah you got you guys know how it is but anyways so yeah haley the situation is um last week she had to pull out of this race the freedom 500 i'm not sure where it is but it's some big dirt race and she made a video with chase today both of them made a video sitting on their couch um mostly unedited they were talking about this after yeah they were talking about how they have been basically receiving death threats, or Chase has been receiving death threats because someone was catfished by a fake Haley Deegan account, some 36-year-old guy, apparently, 
and he ended up writing letters to like the David Gilman race team like hey I'm in a relationship with Haley blah 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 it's really creepy um Jesus and it's escalated to the point where this guy is convinced that Chase Cabre is abusing Haley Deegan not which is not happening according to both of them yeah and now he they're sending death threats to chase like constantly on instagram like tagging him in this these instagram posts and stuff um pictures of weapons pictures of areas nearby because apparently this guy is local to them that's terrifying yeah so here's the situation mm-hmm. they have not really left their house much I, I don't even know if they've left their house at all in the last two weeks. Um, that's what, what they put it as. Yeah. Um, they've had the FBI involved, local police. They've had cops like stay at their house. Um, they've had NASCAR, NASCAR security, I assume, for when Haley... Um, I don't know when... Like the CODA race, I imagine, like maybe Haley had NASCAR right. security with her or something. Um, let's this see. This is terrifying. Right. Um basically their lives have been put on somewhat of a hold because they do like Haley does racing outside of the trucks she does a lot of um more local racing or not local racing but you know just not yeah. national series well um, she did srx last summer she's gonna yeah, do it again and she year. works like she you know they have work to do for their race teams and stuff and they yeah. her life has been put on hold this last two weeks because of these death threats um to chase and their safety has not been like the video is literally titled our lives are being threatened Mm -hmm. so that and just like stuff that drivers have or just famous people have to go through like obviously they haven't made but this is not one of the things they have made like no especially again being a woman and then um right just wow i i mean there's not much really for us to say I'm kind of speechless on this. Yeah, I there's mean, not much um, for us to say, but we're... That's the Haley Deegan and Chase here. This is very serious, very scary and stuff. They, and they said at the end of the video, they don't know what to do about this. Like, mm-hmm. because there's not much they can do because the guy has not actually done anything. Well, so it's yeah, like... I, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know either. It's just like, what the heck, man? what the heck so and that's like women deserve so much better right in this world like this is insane and like this isn't any really related at all but it's Mm -hmm. like that's it's like crazy fans in the world or why i have anxiety about i think talking to drivers and stuff because i don't want to be seen as a crazy annoying fan obviously I'm not crazy. I'm not like I I I I probably like I keep to myself in the interactions. I try I act like I'm annoying. Anyways, but that's yeah, that's yeah. where that comes from. But yeah, that's just I mean, I'm just I hope they can yeah. get their lives back, right? Like that's so I, sad. I hope they give a positive update soon. Right. Like, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on from that, 
Yeah. So uh, we just wanted to like, you know, we're aware of it. Hopefully everyone now is aware of it because it's just Yeah, like this is important information to know about. That this is a real thing that Haley Deegan and Chase are going through. Yeah. And again, like, Haley Deegan, is... she's she said like she's been very like experienced with stalkers before. Like she's like very aware of like how like what kind of evidence she needs to capture for like reports and stuff like so she's she's very experienced with this unfortunately um that's, that's so sad so that as she comes and, r- and rises in the nascar ranks just keep in mind to like and then we talk about how it's so cool for the drivers to have this fan access but then there's the few that ruin it right it's like exactly you know Haley's probably going to have trauma about fans forever Right. For the rest of her rest of her life. There's no yeah. getting around that. It's just sad. Right. But moving on from that, um, I'm serious. ESPN and F1, um, their TV contract ends after this season, which I did not realize. Um, it's not a guarantee that ESPN is gonna say. Apparently, as F1's growing in the US, there's a lot of different companies that are interested in bidding. Um, yeah. And this was from the Liberty Media CEO in an interview on CNBC talking about the rise of F1 in the U.S. This is uh, really interesting. I also did not realize that ESPN's contract with F1 ended after this year. It's going to be really interesting because I imagine that Liberty will want a lot more money because it is a lot more worthy to be in the U.S. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I wonder if we're going to lose our ad-free coverage. Unfortunately, damn. You know what? You're probably right. You're probably I, right because Mother's Polish, that bill of theirs, that's gonna go up if uh if they stay Mama on. Mama gonna be broke. She gonna be broke. Mama's <laughs> gonna be broke. Mama gonna be like, I can't afford all this. The the word was that ESPN paid like dirt for F1, if I remember right. It was some. Darn. They like paid very little. Well, you and know what. I, Hmm. that's going to make me pay for f1 tv maybe that's what they want you to do i I mean (laughs) i might pay for f1 tv at that point because it's just like dude and you know they previously were with fox and speed and then they were with nbc for a few years I don't know what's going to happen here. I feel like there's a chance that it stays on ESPN. I, I feel like ESPN likes having it, obviously. I could see it being ESPN with ads. Yeah. Which I don't um, know how well that's going to go over. but I had a conversation about with some friends about this earlier, about like, oh, who could actually make an offer? Netflix has publicly said they want to get into sports streaming before. Dude. And they have Drive to Survive. I think Netflix is going to make some sort of offer. I don't know if they'll actually get it. Dude, wait a minute. That's kinda... I think it is It is way too early for a sole streaming service to have access to a sport. Um, I did learn today that Amazon is going to have rights to Thursday night football this year, which Girl. is crazy. I can make I guess millions of viewers on Fox and NBC and stuff. Dude, people are gonna be watching that. I bet NASCAR's gonna be watching that for their next TV deal. Dude, better not include Fox. Anyway, <laughs> ESPN. No, not, not Fox. Forget <laughs> CBS and Paramount Plus. <laughs> so that's kind of what I was thinking. ESPN has ESPN Plus, and they also have the F1 streaming stuff. 
I feel like if F1 is going to go anywhere, they're going to be with someone who will, one, be okay with them having their own streaming thing. Right. And two, where they can, someone who will actually pay a lot of money for them to watch. I don't know. It's going to be really something to follow for sure. I, I think, I don't think CBS is going to go for F1. I have said on here several times now. I think CBS is going to make an offer for NASCAR in the next TV contract. I, Alan really Beswick. What, Alan Beswick calling the Daytona 500? That'd be amazing. Could you imagine? Um, Better than Rick Allen. Yeah, we'll see. This is going to be something to follow. I saw this from Adam Stern, because of course I did. Uh, Adam Stern is going to be tweeting out some juicy information. Adam Stern basically sponsors this. Sponsors the, the tea presented by Adam Stern. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, that's about all... I have on that. I something to, something to follow for sure. I mean, because if it's not ESPN, I don't know who would want to pick that up. I feel like it's going to be a very big bill to pay with this next uh, contract. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So this TV. weekend is a big racing weekend again. We have Formula One is back at Australia. Yeah, I heard that supercars they have four races apparently at the same track uh, F1's at yeah, Melbourne. Uh, we're about to make our race picks for NASCAR at Martinsville, and IndyCar is back at Long Beach. Yeah, Zach. and then IMSA's also at you know Long Beach, and dude, there's I totally so much forgot IMSA was there. racing by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's like um the DPI and the GTD class, like because mm. I think they only have two classes race at street courses. But anyways, um then supercross is on also. There's a ton of crap. So if you're a race fan, you'll have something this weekend. I guess so. <laughs> All right. So um Martinsville. So are we ready to make our picks? I am. Are All you? right. I am also ready. All right. Three, two, one, Martin. I am Okay, Martin. Truex. Not bad. Um, Ryan Blaney don't win races though, so go off. Listen, I went no, on. No, I'm not it. listening. No, <laughs> no, no. Unplug your ears. You're gonna listen to me talk for a second. I'm putting on my chaps for like 30 minutes straight earlier. I'm putting on my chaps too. Um, now I Blaney's been really good at uh, Martinsville. I about said Homestead at Martinsville. I mean, fair, no. yeah. He has the best and average finish there, I believe. Whether he wins or not, I don't know. But I think Blaine is going to run really good. And if he can just stay out of trouble, he'll get a top five. Yeah, true. It is. Yeah, yeah. right. And I don't know. I think it's a really solid pick. Truex, your pick, I think is an excellent pick after how Richmond went. Yeah, Richmond convinced I, me to pick him. I still don't know if I trust Toyota. I know it's been it's just been one race. That might have just been Richmond. They're really well. I do team. trust Toyota, so <laughs> I mean, you got to hang out with Toyota all. Oh yeah, I'm years. picking Toyota. Don't worry, they got to catch up too. So <laughs> I'm picking Toyota again. Martin Martinsville, Martin True. It is Martin. I forgot to tell y'all. I during that little club thing with all the drivers, uh-huh. I was listening to the track president talk, and I like. Oh yeah, you, you know, I have ADHD. I like to wander. My eyes like to wander, and I looked. I looked back. Truex was looking dead at me and then was, looked away real quick. That was him telling you to better pick him for 
gay racing podcast fantasy is what that was. That exactly. So I picked them. <laughs> I picked them. I got them. I got them loaded. He put fear in your soul is what yep. he was doing. Also, did you did we say that Reddick beat Logano at Richmond? Yeah. So it is now six to five. I have a one point lead over you. Your Ross Chastain win really helped you. I've been bringing it back. Um, I also have to say that, um, what's it called? Um, that that battle, like, mm-hmm. I, I could see Reddit kind of closing on Logano, and then the tires helped him. Um, so that was a yeah. really good race to watch. So IndyCar at Long Beach. This was a little bit hard to pick. Um, IndyCar is always unpredictable. Still those very early stages of the season. But... I have my pick. I have mine as well. All right. Three, two, one. Joseph Newgarden. Okay. (laughs) Boys. We're picking my boys. Boys. Not the boys. The boys. You know, I'm kind of. So we're both feeling Team Penske. Yes. Team Penske's going to own the season. I think we're convinced. Um, They have really brought it. Yeah. I almost picked Will Power. He was going to be my number two. Oh, Will Power was also my number two pick. Okay. I was thinking maybe Penske, each Penske driver is going to win a race. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I trust Power enough. He's been kind of inconsistent last few seasons. Well, yeah, but he's, he's also second in points right now, which is That's true. why I looked and I was like... And then... I was going to pick Colton Herta, but I was like, I don't know if I trust Andretti. This and I don't trust Andretti. I barely trust Ganassi. I, I don't trust anybody but Roger, Mother, <laughs> Effin, Penske right now. Like, I, I could see Colton Herta dominating and winning this race. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't and know the if thing I trust with, The thing with Joseph is he might not win, but he's finished second at Long Beach the last two years or the last two races. Um, mm-hmm. So, And so my pick, Scott McLaughlin. I almost didn't pick him, but I decided he's kind of had me sold on how he's running this season. I think he's going to do it again. He's going to run really good at Long Beach. And Joseph Newgarden, you and I were texting. I think it was just last night even. We were like, Joseph needs to get the trifecta in a single season. Long Beach, Indy 500. He's actually, I didn't realize he's never won Long Beach. Oh, hasn't he? No, he's he's never won. I, be, I thought too, so too, but no, Rossi won in like 2018, Hinchcliffe in 2017. So, but this fact, would Penske mm-hmm. has not won Long Beach since 2016 with Simon Pagano, which to me oh, means wow. it's time for them to win again. I mean, we both think that's going to happen. Yeah. I will see. I'm a little, I'm taking a little risk with Scotty, I feel, even though he has finished first and second in both races this year. Right. I think he's going to keep going. Joseph, we'll see. I, I he's always really good at, at Long Beach. I feel like he's just yeah. always really close. Yeah. Um, yeah. If Colton Herta wins, though, don't be surprised. I would be surprised. I, I he just I don't know. Andretti's just not been showing up, but we'll that, see what happens at like, Long Beach. Yeah. I would also have considered Grosjean as a pick, but again, Andretti. I just don't trust yeah. them right True. now. And yep. you know what? You could also say Polo. You could say Dixon. There's so many guys in IndyCar who could win. It's so awesome. I love IndyCar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. I'm just I'm just looking at the stats. Um, because yeah. Long Beach is not one of Penske's like most successful tracks in IndyCar. It seems right, or at least since 
2008 when the series merged um mm-hmm. that's all i'm looking at um i don't want to look at cart i that's too much um <laughs> but it's been very well long beach is all is always um or andretti has won the last three races there so it is kind of mm-hmm. an andretti track so we'll see what happens um but it's also a track where we get wild cards every once in a while james hinchcliffe winning um sato mike conway in 2011 whoever really yes <laughs> interesting i'm just like who <laughs> like i i've heard of his name before but i didn't realize that like, he's won a race that's kind of interesting it's that was his first yeah. of four indycar wins apparently so yeah we are in a we're in for a very fun weekend of racing yep. again oh there's so many races again i don't think i'll be able to watch all of them we have trucks on thursday that <laughs> is hot because i'm on yeah. spring break this week yeah there's there's races nearly every like there's so mike conway was driving for andretti he was in the 27 oh, okay. when he won okay that makes more sense i'm just like who is this <laughs> sorry sorry y'all um All right. ryan briscoe finished second that day anything else before we wrap up this lengthy episode um i now Very want fun. to watch the 2011 toyota grand prix of long beach toyota I'm going to watch it. I want to watch it now. <laughs> Not an ad. How did Mike Conway win this race? I need to know. Gosh. All right. Make sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Gay Racing Pod, at New Gaiden, at Dreamy Zach GP. Yes. Follow at Toyota Racing. <laughs> Hashtag By the new 2022 ad. Toyota Camry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Had Thank you guys so much. I, know, I, 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 I love talking to Alex about my experience. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing about my experience. Um, we'll see you guys to talk about Long Beach, Australia, and Martinsville. It's going to be a great weekend. Bye, guys. Bye.